0: Odin Clack is a bona fide Texas entrepreneur who has managed to build a thriving leatherworks business in the heat, without investors, and even launched a retail space nine days before COVID lockdown. His mantra is free dreams, full price hustle. You can find him at odinleathergoods.com and you should definitely go by his store in the colony, Texas. Welcome to the brand manual.
1: Well, on today's show, we have Odin Clack. Man, thank you so much for being here, fellow Aggie grad, um, entrepreneur, like in a, the purest sense of the word. Man,
0: uh, thanks for being on. You forgot to mention big Texas roots. That's so right. This guy, this guy's Texan all over the place.
2: <laughs> that that is probably the best description you gave me. You know, and you know, being, <laughs> I kind of proud myself being a true Texan. Um, That's right. A little more uptown Texans, but definitely uh, I'm all about being the Texas attitude around here. Yeah, so well,
0: well uh, you know, on the intro, we made sure to uh, include where people can find you online. You know, it is odinleathergoods.com. Uh, and you also have a brick and mortar store up in North Texas, Coppell area, right?
2: Well, the uh, my my workshop or design studio, if you want to call it that, I think that's the new fancy term for workshop is design studio, uh, is in Coppell. And we, I, I live with my wife two kids here in Coppell but our new brick and mortar store that we opened up this past March is is in uh, the Colony, Texas. That's okay. about twenty minutes away, just outside of Plano, Texas, off of uh, Highway One Twenty One. So it's pretty pretty visible area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a, real
1: quick, let me back up yeah, for the guy ahead. for people who are just kind of listening now and they don't know who you are. Tell us, take it from the top. Tell us who you are and what you do.
2: Yeah, so with the context of this podcast, I'm I'm Odin Clack. I uh, own, operate, manage, fumble through, and uh, hustle (laughs) my way through uh, Odin Leather Goods. Odin Leather Goods is a small leather goods brand, premium leather goods brand. We make everything from belts uh, to satchels to bags to purses to wallets. Um, Part of my story is how I've kind of gone through doing custom work as a kind of a hobby and then grown it to more of a brand, which means we don't do as much custom work these days. We do love cool projects, but we mainly focus on making our line of goods and selling those online and through our brick and mortar. And then the, 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 side piece of that is my background is in corporate marketing, which kind of dovetails into how I've been able to grow my business so quickly. And, um, why I kind of go back and forth between consulting work
1: and also managing, uh, owning other goods. Man, amazing. Your, your business like skyrocketed so quickly. Um, you know, in some
2: respects, it does seem that way, especially if you compare me to old, you know, more old school saddle makers and and handcrafted leather goods companies that were uh, usually with some old guy or gal in the back who had been doing this for 50, 60 years and just squeaking by. Uh, So in that respect, yes, uh, the business has grown quite, you know, rapidly. A lot of that has to do with me leveraging social media and and just to bring a different attitude to the business. Uh, which is now getting a little respect from those older companies who were struggling to figure out how to incorporate those tactics into their businesses. They, you know, something they nice. hadn't had to do in the past. Uh, but likewise, I'm still learning from them as well. So.
1: Yeah, man, that's awesome. Tell, tell me about, um, you like, I found you on social media, by the way, like that's my engagement with you is through that platform on Instagram and, like your videos are amazing. Your photos are awesome. Like you got the whole, like the whole vibe, the whole brand is going on. Thank you. Um, You did this as a side hustle. You did this yeah. as like a passion. I, I wouldn't even say yeah. hobby, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. So,
2: I mean, I can give you a little background. So I was working um for a health and wellness company, direct sales company. I was in the corporate office. I worked for them for nine, a little over nine years Um, before that. I was in a consulting firm and this wellness company is one of my clients. And I just kind of transitioned into a full-time position with them. Uh, And even before that, you know, all my work had been in the digital marketing space, right? Either designing websites, building websites. And along the way, I learned that you tend to make a little more telling people what to do than actually doing it yourself. (laughs) Um, So I transitioned from being a designer into being, you know, a marketing professional and, and putting together solutions for those clients. Anyway, that resulted in many long hours on the phone, uh, being in lots of conference calls late at night, and saying the same thing over and over again. You know, every day. Um, what was missing from that mix was the creative piece. I had a little bit when I was doing website design, uh, but I've always had a need to have some kind of creative outlet. So I've dabbled, you know, and dabbled in all different types of things over the years. Uh, leather work at the time was no different. I kind of walked into a store. That's sold leather because I was driving around. I was just trying to clear my mind, walked in, spent $300 on a bunch of junk. In hindsight, (laughs) it was junk. And I went home and played around. It was a distraction from being on the phone and be on the laptop because I was literally on the laptop all day, all night. It was just too much. Well, I found a little bit of a groove. I liked what I was doing. I, I made a few things and made them like seven or eight times over and over again. And somewhere along the way, someone says, well, can you make me something? Well, heck yeah, I'll try. And that was how Odin Leather Goods got started. It was really more of an—it wasn't even a hobby. It was an experiment that then turned into a hobby, then turned into a business, and
0: then a brand. Right? It just kind of grew organically like yeah. that. Uh, and then, so, so how many how many years ago was that? What what was that first year that you said somebody came to you and said, "Hey, can you make this for me?"
2: I think that was 2012. Okay. Yeah, it was 2012. So it hasn't been—you know—as leather goods come to goes goes, it hasn't been very long. Been eight yeah. years or so. Um, and I yeah, I remember vividly. Really, I brought some leather home and screwed around with it, and it <laughs> turned out okay. Hindsight wasn't very good at all, I would never <laughs> get that, you know, and, but at the time I thought it was great, and and that was yeah, eight years ago, and then from there it was lots of um me going home after work and um playing with the kid. I had a two-year-old at the time and hanging out with the wife and uh, then going out in the garage or at the time was the dining room table and playing on with this leather gear and equipment for you know hours on end and being up until one or two o'clock in the morning, drag myself out of bed the next day to go to work. And uh, that was kind of the cycle for a while. I would get up at 6 a.m., take care of the kid, go to work, come home, wife and kid time for a little while, and then out into the garage for, until one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning.
1: Man, that's amazing. What what was the switch? What, like When did you know this is actually working and, all right, we can do this?
2: Well, the switch was kind of when um, well, there was I mean there was a few inflection points. There was a few switches that, that along the way. One was okay when I would decide I decided I, I didn't want to do it as a hobby anymore. I want to grow a business. That's really I got the nerve to go to the farmers market, put my stuff on sale, and I got a lot of interest. Okay, wow, I mean people care. Yeah. I made a few dollars. People start asking for more stuff. Okay, that it's a business, right? It's a small business. Yeah. It's a little hobby, cool business. And then um, what I started doing is getting some traction online and people asked me my opinion about stuff. Mm. And I started giving them my opinion as it merged together with the small business and hobby, with what I knew from the corporate side and helping people out. Uh, and then the, the big switch was probably in 2017, I guess, when I was invited to do a speak in, at a conference in, uh, I guess it was Memphis is where it was. And they had the nerve to put me on stage and ask me my opinion about stuff. I rambled on for about an hour. People were hipping, and hollering and clapping. I was like, wow, I didn't just embarrass myself. And <laughs> two, people actually care what I had to say. And I had so much feedback from those other creatives. It was a creative conference about what I was doing and how it inspired them, and how they have been following me that I thought to myself, you know what? I've really got to lean in here.
0: Yeah.
2: And I made the decision at that point that I was going to transition out of my corporate job uh in six to nine months and uh and really again lean in on another good. Now the short is that it didn't take six to nine months. I got laid off three days
1: later. Uh so <laughs> but, <laughs> so, <laughs> but just, so that was an easy decision. It, you know, it, it was a
2: great dec- it was easy decision. It was it was <laughs> the weirdest thing. I got laid off and um I immediately said oh, I guess it's not gonna take six to nine months to transition out. I'm transitioning out today. Got laid off at nine thirty in the morning was in my workshop fulfilling orders by eleven and the rest
1: is history. There you go, man. That isn't. That's a kind of fortuitous transition, man. That's amazing. It amazing. is,
2: you know. And I would say, while I, had, I was telling myself I was going to transition in six to nine months, it would have been tough. I'm not a big risk taker, to be honest with you. So it would have been really tough. And that was just God and the world telling me, you know, no, now's the time. Hmm. And it turned out absolutely great.
0: So hmm. you, you, uh, one of your caps says "Free Dreams, Full Time Hustle." Yeah. Right. Full oh, price hustle. Sorry, so your you've earned that. That that didn't. That's not just a fun slogan. It's a uh, yeah. That's how I got to hear is that it is a lot of sweat. Um, and that was actually one of the great things in your video is you're just out there sweating and you're like you got your handkerchief and it's like
2: for everyone that happens in the building, literally out there sweating. It's hot here in Texas. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, free dreams, full price hustle is is kind of my mantra. It's, it turned into the shop mantra, something I always said in my head, and it found that it did resonate with other people. And It just means that, you know, a lot of us spend a lot of, especially as young people, right? I, right? I really hammer on the young men a lot because we tend to be, we want to be mantra and we want to talk a lot about what we're going to do and what we are doing. The fact of the matter is most of us aren't doing a thing. We're just talking, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 the mantra goes along with the whole, you know, less talk, more walk. That's um, right. You know, and so really it was like, okay, if I want to grow my business, if I want to grow this brand, this whatever, you know, we're doing on the side, it's going to take work. It's not going to happen for me just talk and run my mouth. The mm-hmm. only thing that I have to spend, because again, I'm not a big risk taker, is sweat equity, right? I may not be willing to go get a loan. I may not be willing to to leave my job and quit and, you know, throw caution to win. But what I can do is put in more hours and more sweat and more energy and more efficient energy than anything than right. anyone else on the block. And that's how I've grown my business. That's yeah.
1: great. Yeah, that's fantastic. What's been the hardest thing? Um, I mean, there's again,
2: there's been so many things. It, you <laughs> know, what When we say the hardest thing, it depends on the season that we're in. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, the hardest thing was okay, what am I going to make? Right. Am I going to, you know, flail around without a lot of focus and make a thousand things or am I going to narrow myself? Narrow there the businesses only make these 25 things. That was a very hard decision, especially when you're essentially telling people, no, I won't sell you that one thing anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, people are saying, well, what do you mean you don't want my money? It's not that I want your money. It's that I have to be focused on these 25 things. That was a very hard decision. Mm-hmm. Um, hard decision is, you know, now is, you know, finding the balance between. You know, well, when I was working a day job, it was sleep. <laughs> you mm. know, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't yeah. sleeping, but four hours a night. Happily, I wasn't sleeping, but it's not sustainable. So, right. transitioning again, trying to figure out what's the balance between work life, balance, hustle, side hustle, uh, that's tough, you know, especially for a guy who's, I'm always saying hustle, hustle, hustle. Well, it comes with some caveats there. Uh, at some level of hustle is not sustainable, right? You've got to find a right, right. sustainable level of hustle that doesn't drive you into the ground where to point to the point where you're not able to do your business at all.
1: Right. Yeah. I, can't say, years,
2: that I, I can't say that I've actually figured that out yet. <laughs> I'm still working <laughs> on it, but I know finding that balance is very important.
1: Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of in that stage of, of moving from uh, a starting sprint to now we're headed into a marathon. So you're like, you're kind of in that. How do how do I balance this in a long sense and and maintain my efficiency over a long period of time? Yeah, and so I'll, tell, I'll even
2: go a little further and say the other one other point that I'm you know I'm at right now is I'm a fully cash funded business. I have been, you know. Yeah, I've got any investors, and it's funny I was comparing my business to other uh, friends and other brands I respect, and we we talk regularly, you know, helping each other out, and I realize I'm the only one in this cohort, this group. It doesn't have investment, right? And I'm not saying I want to have investment right now by no means, but it allowed me to really say, Hey, what race are you running? Are you running the same on the same track as they are? Or are you running a different race? Right. And I found I'm actually on a different track.
1: Yeah, that's key. Whenever you start comparing people and comparing yourself to other entrepreneurs, it's it's a little risky because it's like you may not even be in the same conversation I'm in.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, that's huge. The, the, yeah, the comparison game is really difficult because um you know, given the the specific variables that you're dealing with, the 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 odds that somebody else is going to be able to take those same exact variables and translate it to more success, you know, you always think I'm just not doing it at quite the level of X, Y, or Z, and you don't know those variables. You don't know what what they're what they're working with. Yeah, I mean, we're all type A personalities.
2: We want to do more. We want to be as successful as possible. But it is key to you figure out what game you're really in that's and right. you can it's one thing to compare yourself to say hey i want to be challenged and stress myself to do more or do better it's another thing to say i'm comparing myself because i need to do the same thing they are doing and mm-hmm. how they're doing it
1: doesn't always work out that way that's good okay. tell us the thing that you're excited about do you have like a new uh it's or, a new year what, new year yeah yeah man what's what's that looking like
2: I'm excited about the new year. I'm the guy that hates Fridays because it means the week's over, right? I love Mondays because I'm ready to hit it again and start over. I have one more chance to, to, uh, right. to get it right. Uh, and so new year is no different. I have one more chance to get it right. Everything that I thought that I was going to do last year uh, that I didn't do, I'm going to try it again this year, right? Nice. I've got big plans in terms of growing my business. And 20 before this call, I was just looking at uh, revenue numbers from the previous year. And I want to say, okay, this is the area I want to, you know, double down. I want to triple revenue here. And why was it only this here? And why, you know, there, that there. Uh, I'm going to expand my team, which is a very nervous thing for me because you take, bring people in, you're responsible for their well being in, in, in many ways, you know, make sure you pay them on time and in place. Um, I'm going to take a few more risks, calculated risk, right? But uh, risk nonetheless. And, and I'm excited about working my way through those challenges.
0: Well, and you opened a brick and mortar in March <laughs> of 2020. Which, Literally
2: the worst time ever is,
0: to over, right. open a store. Yeah. For a foot traffic business. Un- <laughs> unbelievable. And and so were you just sitting there like with, you know, palms up in the air going, uh okay. Now what?
2: Yeah, it was um, it was tough. Man. It was literally like, what the crap! I spent a year and a half planning for the store, you know, and, and getting everything ready. And again, being cash, you know, funded, you know, yeah. business, you know, it was that was a that was a, a big deal for us. Open the store, you get it all built out, ready to go, and we opened for I think nine or ten days. We uh. had this great grand opening. We had tons of support to come. It was amazing to see everyone come out and support us that evening. And then, like a week later, we're shut down mm-hmm. and with no idea when we we're going to open. So, it's like um, in my mind, I was ready. I'm already ready to start planning for recuperating that investment, right? Building mm-hmm. my way back up to, to to having all that paid off. And uh, it just came to a screeching halt. Now, fortunately, we've been able to see our way through this year with. Um, You know, very well. I mean, we've done we've done better than probably we deserve to be honest with you. It's been a decent year. We've we've grown over last year, which is amazing because some of our other streams of revenue that we normally get into the business were completely cut off. Um, But we just pivoted. You know, we just kept on pivoting and 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 adjusting and cut where we need to cut and uh, adjust. Um, Since we were already online, I mean, that's my primary Mm -hmm. channel is online. We weren't scrambling like so many others to figure that out. We had already mm-hmm. got that done. I mean, the only thing that we were trying to figure out is how do we keep the retail store open, which, right. <laughs> you know, that's the our biggest challenge. But online was still pushing along.
0: Yeah, yeah, I noticed like all of your belts are currently sold out. So. There is another one of our
2: problems. challenges this year that I'm going to try to overcome yeah. is inventory. I, you know, yeah, it was I've always had inventory problems because we have a small team in here and there's only so much we can produce, especially when I'm still physically touching so many of those items, which mm. is a challenge I have to have yeah. try to get away from. That's why I'm expanding my team. Um, but other issues we could not forecast. I mean, last year's forecast numbers and, and, and inventory numbers were had nothing to do with this year. We couldn't right. tell you what we were going to sell because we had no idea week to week what was going to go on in the, uh, you know, in, in the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, so that was a challenge. And so now we're going to try to uh, <laughs> pull some forecast out and see what happens.
0: Well, it's got to be super encouraging to just to recognize and see it validated again and again and again that the demand is there, that people deeply appreciate the product that you're putting out there.
2: It's humbling to see that, see that support come in and see that we're still selling, you know, what, what I want to do is make sure I don't get complacent and, 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 and I want to feel like, you know, I'm earning that every day. Mm-hmm. And so while I completely and wholeheartedly appreciate all the support we've received, I don't want to assume that it's always going to be there. I do want to get in the workshop every day and hustle and grind and make sure we are making all those customers proud that we're still doing business a certain way. And we're still making things and um, we're, getting, we're we're scrappy. We're going to keep on scrapping it out every day.
1: I'm calling that a closing paragraph right there. That was, man, Odin, the spirit of what you got going on is pretty amazing. I appreciate you being on today. Appreciate your time. I know you have all of these different enterprises. So, any minute of your day, I'll take. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to
2: tell a little bit of my story. I love talking about this stuff and, and sharing my story with everyone else. And that's one thing that we're kind of our brand is we're very transparent. We love to share.
0: I love it. You know, and I'm going to just jump on with one closing thought. You know, It's fantastic to see that your brand embodies that Texas sweat effort, um, be as smart as possible, understand the cost. But it's also really clear that, you know, you have an eye toward actually instructing, encouraging, equipping young creatives and, um, you know, sort of fostering that entrepreneurial spirit. I love that you are looking to impart and to build up uh, the younger generation so it's just uh i don't know it's really encouraging to just talk to you today so way it's to go, room for all of
2: us to be successful and uh i think a lot of what i have now was given to me um knowledge or whatever and, and tips it's only fair that i share those things as well
1: i love it all right thanks odin
0: yeah thanks for being on thanks guys all right take care
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Brand Manual Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd be super grateful if you shared. You can find the other episodes on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We'll see you next time on the Brand Manual Podcast.